0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're on episode 38. So we had... Um, an amazing day with like 3,300 downloads. So thank you all for welcoming us back. Thanks guys. Yeah. Um, that's like an all time high for us, uh, which immediately brought my confidence back that you all didn't disappear. So that's good. Oh yeah.
1: We did not feel good about this. No, I thought, I thought we were going to be
0: back to like the 10 download a day, days for a minute there. Anyway. So, ah, geez, the anyway, anyway, so I I can't stand it. You and your anyway, so, um, we are still going to do a QA episode, uh, probably towards the end of, well, maybe middle of September. So you still got a couple of weeks to ask us some questions. We've gotten a bunch of questions um, about the show, about our lives, stuff like that, but we definitely want some more. Um, so we'll put that out on social media again uh, here in the next couple of days and every week um, going forward until we do that episode. So if you feel like it's already been asked, that's fine. Just go ahead and ask it. Um, if you have a question, um, feel free to just ask whatever you want. Um, so far, nothing's off limits, but you know, we'll see. Um, yeah, so there's that. New shirt design. Almost done. I'm going to spend some time on it Uh, this weekend. I did have some mocks. I have like two more designs in mind. Um, Whenever I come up with a final design, um, we're working with a couple listeners and fellow podcasters on it. Um, But whenever I come up with a final design, I'll put it out on our social media as well. So you can check that out. Um, But yeah, so that's been going really slowly, but okay. Um, So call outs this week, (laughs) we have uh, James Shepard, Blows of Mercy on Instagram and uh, and Tara, which I don't know if I'm saying that because there's an accent mark over the A, so I'm gonna try and, and then on and then ain't Tara and see if any of those are right. So please let us know if I said that correctly. I am guessing I did not, even with those guesses. Um, so anyway, with the uh, stickers, um If we owe you a sticker, let us know if you showed up or not. Um, If it didn't. Mike got his. Yeah, Mike got his. I saw that today. Um, But yeah, just let us know if they showed up. If you still haven't gotten a sticker and we owe you one, just please let us know. Um, We have plenty. Um, Which reminds me, we'll probably be doing a giveaway around the time of the Q&A episode. So if you want to be in on the giveaway, all of you that we've called out on the show... Uh, are already entered and if you want to get called out on the show all you have to do to get into the giveaway for some stickers is reach out to us by- ask a question yeah ask a question <laughs> for the q a but also just reach out to us um on twitter instagram and facebook at skept skept pod or email us skeptical skeptics at gmail.com or reach out on our website skepticalskeptics.com. any of those will get you in if you leave an itunes review with five stars um well not Four to five stars. I mean, don't trash us. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a sticker if you trash us. But
1: like, thanks for that one. Star I also. Review. Yeah. I
0: mean, I don't want to beg either. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, reality. If you give us a
1: good review. Yeah, if you just give say us a that. review,
0: um, a good one, uh, we will. Uh, I'll put in like two um, because we're like 10 reviews away from being able to chart. So that would be really cool. If you guys could just drop in like 10 reviews, that would be really helpful for us. Um, But yeah. So giveaway, we're going to be doing some stickers again, maybe a shirt, something like that. Um, we did a gift card last time. I think that was cool, but I kind of want to do something podcast related this time. So maybe a shirt. Um, yeah. So reach out to us and get entered into the drawing. Um, anything else, Rach? Nope. You never have news. Nope. Um, okay. So this week in the news, <laughs> outside of the show's news, um, I finished Hellier and I did not. They seem like wonderful people. I need to preface this. Uh, But I hate. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Whoopsie. I, uh, I hated it. I I did not like it. And the lesson learned for me is never, ever on my podcast, shall I um, recommend something until I finished. finished. (laughs) Well, I did say in whenever I recommended it, I said I was only two episodes in and the first two episodes are awesome. Which, by the way, that's when I stopped. Yeah, um, she stopped right at the right at the top, um, right at the the tip top of that show. I knew
1: it was going downhill from it there. It downhill so.
0: real quick. It, uh, again, really nice people. I guarantee none of them listen. So I'm cool with this. But here's an honest review. Past episode three, it all became a whole bunch of just fluffy BS that I was not a fan of. So if you li- if you watched that show because of us or because of me saying to check it out and you felt the same way, then my condolences and apologies But if
1: you enjoyed it. And if awesome. you enjoyed it, then
0: hey, it all worked out in the end. Great right for you. A lot of people liked it, so you wouldn't be crazy, but I just could not stand it. Also, if any of you did check it out and the word synchronicity now makes you just like cringe, uh, you're in my group which we might talk about synchronicities actually, because apparently that's a thing. Um, yeah, it was a, that was a hell of a YouTube series that I'm sad was as bad as it was. Um, yeah. What else was I going to do for the, Oh, this relates into my topic. I think, yeah, you go, you go first. So I'm this week, I'm talking about, are we living in a matrix? And, um, part of the, in the news is that the matrix is, uh, Getting a sequel. Do you see that?
1: Yes, I did see that.
0: Yeah. And they got like all the same people. I don't know if Lawrence Fishburne will be there, but I saw Keanu and the the woman. I forgot her name. But anyway,
1: I'm about to say something real dumb. Isn't there already a Matrix 2? Yes, babe. This is Matrix 4. Whoa. I have never (laughs) seen a single
0: movie. Well, the third isn't worth watching. The second is barely worth watching. The first is phenomenal. Yeah, I've never watched. You gotta watch the first one. You can't
1: say sequel. Sequel means two.
0: Just another sequel. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it? No.
1: You're not called the third movie.
0: It's a sequel. In a movie
1: series, a sequel. It's a
0: sequel to the second one. This is a sequel to I the don't third like one. I like that. No. There's
1: nothing saying like it's the biquel. No, you just say it's the third movie. Fourth. Or fourth movies when what I mean. You say it's like from then on, it's a sequel. And then it's the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth.
0: Whatever. I'll Nobody
1: look. calls The Land Before Time 12 the sequel. Nobody. The sequel to the 11th? Yeah, no one says that.
0: Hold on. Hold, hold the dang phone right now. You'll learn today. Well, you're going to learn today. Mm-mm. As per usual on this show.
1: Uh-uh. Remember, you were wrong last time about the date. I mean, about the number.
0: A sequel, noun, a published broadcast or recorded work that continues a story or develops a theme of an earlier one. It says nothing about being number two.
1: Yeah, still nobody. OK, if there's ever <sighs> a single person on the planet that has ever called the 12th Land Before twenty, So twine, many people time, do every sequel. time. It's a sequel. It's no. just the next one. No, you don't. Uh, no, you don't.
0: When Star Wars was announced, they, they said it's getting another sequel.
1: Disagree. <laughs> well, spit we spit into your own mic. Well, I have a spit guard, first of all. I second know, but of all, that doesn't affect me guards. in any way. And
0: second of all, third of all, fourth of all, whichever one I'm on. So sequel, sequel, sequel. Sequel, sequel, sequel. That's so stupid. Um, what a stupid way of talking. Now I've forgotten what I was going to say.
1: All right. Oh, you can, make- I, can I go now?
0: Yeah. What are you talking about?
1: Okay. So I'm going to be talking about Poveglia Island.
0: That was real shaky, but yes. So
1: sorry if I said that wrong. Um, You don't think you know this island, but RJ, you know this island. I'm sure I do. No, no. You know this island.
0: I'm sure I do.
1: It happens to be one of our very favorite episodes of Douchebaggins. Yeah. Where he gets possessed. Right. And he wears the the plague mask. mask. I said that. No, you didn't. It's the place where they put all the dead bodies on the Black oh, no, Plague. No, they didn't. But you're wrong about that.
0: Well, whatever. It's yes. Yeah, so I they, mean, they
1: technically they also put alive bodies. Well, yeah,
0: I get. Yeah. And more whatever. than that. But anyways, that were
1: it's my very favorite dead. episode of well, by the way, that there's it, ever been. No,
0: Legitimately, though, they also had some really good evidence. So if you are going to ever watch a Douchebagons episode. Yes, watch that
1: one. Not only will it be creepy and terrifying, it will also be
0: Hilariously entertaining. Oh, which by the way, apparently we haven't made it clear. When we say douchebagins, we're talking about ghost adventures. Yes. The guy's name is Zach Baggins, but he's a total if you
1: actually look him up look up the word words douche uh what is it? Douche. Ghost douche. No, oh, ghost, ghost douche, douche yeah. in urban dictionary. It's it douchebag. It's douche ba- Zach Bagans.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so that's who we're talking about.
1: Yes. And it is an amazing episode. Seriously, I laughed so hard. Oh, that's what I was
0: gonna say about the sequel, sequel, sequel. It just came back to me. You can make up your mind that it's BS because we're living in a matrix. I was going to tie it into my topic. All
1: right. That was not worth it. No, okay. That was
0: like literally 12 minutes so, ago. So,
1: Poveglia Island. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So it's a small island in Northern Italy near Venice. Um, there are people pretty much living on the island since known, like since maps became a thing and people knew where people lived, I guess, um, until 1379, when, um, Venice was under attack during a war. Okay. Um, so everybody left. It became completely abandoned, um, until 1776 when, um. Oh, weird. Yes, I know. Uh, the island actually became a checkpoint for all people coming, people and goods coming to Venice and leaving. Just so to like Ellis of, Island? Yeah, like that. Um, but actually in 1919, not 19, 1793, um, on a few of the ships, either coming or going, uh, there there were some plague victims. And so it became a temporary confinement station for those people because obviously they did not want it spreading, even though that's not exactly how that works. Um, in 1805, it turned into a permanent place for plague victims and it's basically people would send off people with the plague. Unfortunately, it was also a place people would send off people who had any t- any kind of symptom of the plague. So if you had a um, everyday cold,
0: you went to the plague island. You could island. get
1: sent off to the plague island, and then you would get the plague, and yep. then you would die and you would just stay because there. Yeah. everyone died. Um, which is really sad. It kind of it's sad, but it reminds me of the "Bring Out Your Dead" scene in Monty, Monty Python, Python, which makes me giggle a little bit. Um, so there were like there were obviously. Thousands and thousands of dead bodies. Um, Lots and lots of mass graves where they would burn bodies. It's actually believed that even now, 50% of the island's soil is human ash.
0: Geez, really?
1: Yeah, to this day. Wow, 50%. Yeah, which is actually... um, Even more disturbing is the fact that like... That can't be right. Yeah, I read it on like five different things. Holy crap. Um, More disturbing is the island produces crazy good and amazing amounts of grapes for wine. Ugh. Yeah, because apparently human soil is very... Human
0: soil is very good for wine.
1: Apparently, for grapes. Um, so, yeah, depressing. Um, then, basically, you know, the plague, everybody died that had the plague on the island. So, uh, it was abandoned again until uh, 1922. And um, that's when... They actually took the buildings that had been used for the plague victims, kind of built them back up and turned it into an insane asylum. Because why wouldn't you take a place that was used for something terrible and use it for something else terrible? Right?
0: This island must just be really good at holding people.
1: I mean, yeah, it's an island. Yeah. So, so, um, but the worst part, obviously, is practicality rage. Yeah. Right. Which, of course, the worst part, though, is the fact that because it was an island, people got sent off and never seen again. Of course. Nobody really cared what happened to them. Yeah. Which meant that creepy, gross doctors could just kind of do whatever they wanted. And uh, I'm sure they did. Of course they did. Because why wouldn't they? Um, So it is believed the main doctor, the asylum would do crude lobotomies on his patients.
0: Which, like a good lobotomy is still a crude lobotomy.
1: Yeah. Like, is there such thing as like
0: a. I'm sure there is, but.
1: A good lobotomy.
0: I don't know. It's just like, dang. Um, I mean, how bad's it got to be to be called a crude lobotomy?
1: I, yeah. He also would do um, other experiments. And according to the people there, his he would do his darkest experiments on special pal- patients. I can't talk right now. Um, In the bell tower.
0: Real quick. Father of the year award for my dad. He taught me what a lobotomy was when I was like six years old. I, I thought it was like quicksand in cartoons, that it was like going to be a, it like happened, like it happened a lot. And that, like, I was, I don't know, I'm not going to say, especially not in a recorded medium, that my dad threatened me with a lobotomy. <laughs> but I am going to say I was scared that if I misbehaved, that I was going to get lobotomized. And that's the real
1: reason that parents tell their children <laughs> scary stories is not so that you can so you have to threaten your child, but just so your child can believe. Wait, is that what that means? Right. That you will give me a lobotomy? Um, So this doctor that was considered to be the extra, extra bad doctor um, in 1930, he claimed to have been driven mad by ghosts and committed suicide by jumping from the bell tower. Um, Then, of course, the asylum closed and then in 1968 became a nursing home which oh, like, right. can you just imagine large boats of extremely old people just being sent off to the Island. And can you imagine being that person? That's like your kids are like, Hey, we're sending you a nursing home to this Island where we will literally never see you again. <laughs> right. We will never visit. It's basically impossible. Don't ask
0: about the history of the Island. No, I don't no, just no. You. Or the
1: literal like room you're sleeping in. <laughs> the,
0: the, the dust is real, real fine. And the sand oh. feels good between your toes.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, so, after they closed the nursing home just a few years later, the island was once again abandoned. Um, there have been many ideas of what to do with the island from a resort to a public park with a marina, but there hasn't been anything else built there, and it's still vacant to this day. Um, people have actually when they've visited the island, they have actually seen charred remains wash up onto the island. And fishermen avoid that area because they're afraid of accidentally, like, picking up human remains.
0: Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah. yeah.
1: So now we're going to talk about some of the creepy stuff people say that happens there. Um, Which, by the
0: way, check out that episode of Douchebagging. Seriously, it's so good. One, you'll, re- you'll like, finally understand why we call him Douchebaggings, but oh, two, yeah. that is, like, literally their pinnacle.
1: I have the boat scene when he's in the boat going over with the stupid mask on his face trying to talk, like, ingrained in my head.
0: It's high-quality entertainment.
1: So good. you'll laugh you'll cry
0: you'll feel all of the emotions all of them yeah rage specifically
1: (laughs) so the island is actually illegal to visit because it's technically owned it's been owned by a bunch of different private companies but like you know who's checking that
0: you would assume some people no
1: literally no one lives there
0: so you can just go there
1: people just go there all the time like it's like oh don't go The people are just like i'm gonna take my i mean you have to take like your own boat and go we
0: have a boat you want to go
1: yeah no We'd okay. have to get our boat to Venice first. That sounds nice. That sounds very long. I
0: wouldn't want to go to Paveglia, though.
1: No, me neither. Okay, so um, many decades after the doctor supposedly killed himself off the bell tower, um, residents of the island... He was definitely
0: killed, though, right?
1: Hold on. Residents of the island would claim to hear the bell ringing, even though it had been removed. Um, so there have, yeah, there's been all different kinds of claims that he was pushed by patients, that he was pushed by ghosts... Right, or that he killed himself, uh, one of the nurses claimed to see him jump and said that she he killed him said that he survived the initial fall, but then a, oh no, a ghost mist overcame his body and choked him to death.
0: oh, she definitely killed him, duh, yeah, um, but still, I mean, if a ghost mist did do this, you didn't. Yeah. All right, go us.
1: Uh, many have claimed to hear screams all over the island. Some have reported feeling watched, pushed, and scratched by invisible forces. That was one forces. thing I remember
0: in the episode. Tons of screams. Oh, yeah. All over.
1: Um, some have even been pushed into walls and chased town corridors. One person who visited claimed they heard a voice tell them to leave immediately and never return, which they did.
0: That was another thing they had. I don't want to spoil the whole episode. Don't do it.
1: Just let them watch it. Watch it. Fine, it's just good. watch it. It's good. Um... After the nursing home closed down, a family bought the island privately in hopes of a private, like building a private place to have vacation. But after spending one night. What kind of psychopath
0: would look at that history and go like, I
1: want, I want me some of that. It was probably super cheap. I doubt it. An island
0: in Venice, no chance. No, an
1: island with that kind of history that no one wants to buy.
0: I guarantee it wasn't cheap.
1: But after spending one night, the family fled and never went back. Yeah. They claimed their daughter's face was nearly ripped off by an angry entity. There's no more explanation on this, by the way. I tried to find it. It's literally just that was their claim. No one even has proof, which there should be proof if someone's face got almost ripped off.
0: That would get me to leave the island, though. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about um, (laughs) strategies to get someone out on an island. Rip their face off is a good one. Yeah.
1: Um, They sold it really quickly, obviously. And it has literally been in the hands of like another
0: buyer. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's been in the hands of like 15 people since then. And um, and very few people have gone, gone have visited. And and the ones who have have visited and like never come back. Right. And that's when they decided to sell it.
0: This sounds like a place we have to go.
1: This sounds like a place I would never go.
0: We need to do our ghost hunt, by the way.
1: Mm, we're people doing let, our ghost People hunt. let go of that. Can you let go of nope, it? Nope. We're doing. No our ghost hunt. No one's talked about it for like a year. Right now
0: is the opposite uh, problem of what it was whenever we first so started the podcast. Right hot. now it's hot, but in the fall we're doing it. Well, Halloween season, perfect. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, it won't be as bad as. Can Beniglia. I finish my story? Yes, I have one yes, last yes. thing to say.
1: All right. It is considered to be the darkest place on Earth.
0: The darkest, like physically? No. Metaphorically,
1: yes. Really, yeah. The darkest, apparently.
0: I call BS.
1: I mean, it's a pretty horrible place. The island is fifty percent human ash. Yeah. How many people do you think died there?
0: A lot. If half the island is people.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: That's pretty bad.
1: And then, and then the insane asylum. There's like
0: Holocaust centers, though. Holocaust centers, concentration camps.
1: Holocaust. No, that was like
0: literally a spot. Sean Spicer, I think, got like. Flame for calling it that, so mm. I may cut that.
1: Yeah, you you should. <laughs> I would. You don't want to be on the same level as Sean, Sean Spicer. Spicer.
0: No, I'll, i might join Dancing with the Stars though. <laughs>
1: oh gosh, and I thought I was just like,
0: really, Sean? What are you doing? Well, we even, don't talk politics don't on talk, this
1: podcast.
0: Well, I might make a few quips. <laughs> all
1: right, get out of here. Is that all you got? I literally just said that's my last thing I have to say. No, I
0: know, but did you want to like speak off the cuff?
1: I mean, if there is a place that is haunted,
0: I think it's that place.
1: 100% it's that place. Well, like, and so this is
0: something that, like that island, when you look into it as a haunt, like, it is one of the more like solid you go there, you get something. But the, again, at the same
1: time, like. You're going there looking to be yeah, terrified, but an
0: island that screams at you that's uninhabited,
1: I mean, we can't know if it's completely uninhabited, can we? It's
0: not a huge island. So, yeah, I bet you could.
1: Well, Maybe there's like a weird bird.
0: It probably is a weird bird. It's Italy, but I'm just saying See,
1: there that's my thing, is I'm but, look yeah, like it's I said whenever you
0: go there. I know. If there
1: is a place that's haunted, it hundred percent is there. Cause it that is a place of a whole lot of bad juju. But at the same time, no one no one is going there with the idea of this place isn't gonna be terrifying.
0: All right, here's my million dollar idea. I'm gonna start a show where I take somebody who doesn't know we're going somewhere haunted, but is a self-proclaimed like non believer, and then tell them they want a vacation and then drop them off at random places yeah, with that like doesn't a. doesn't matter. This
1: place would still be terrifying. Like That's even what I'm saying. no, but I'm saying, like, even if you didn't believe in ghosts, even if you didn't have the idea of ghosts, like the creepy run-down buildings, the fact that it's completely abandoned, it doesn't you just would walk on that island and you'd be like, Oh, this is a terrifying place. I know.
0: I wouldn't even want to like think of being there.
1: It's like um, what's it called, mall? Sunrise? Yeah.
0: What a strange reference.
1: Well, it is. That's that's my only like ex- personal experience: is walking into a half closed down mall in the middle of the day, and it's terrifying.
0: It is terrifying. Good dollar cinema there, though.
1: They did, yeah, and they had golf, didn't they? Yeah, mini golf. It yeah. was
0: like neon and like a weird golf. tux place. Uh, yeah, it was the uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the Quincentena shop, so you could get like a really good.
1: But legitimately, like there was like know. all of three shops open.
0: Yeah, and it was and a huge every mall. single other one Massive was closed. Mall. It was
1: really creepy. It was
0: where the zombie apocalypse would definitely start.
1: Um, definitely. But anyway, yeah, so
0: super creepy place. Um, check out that episode. There have been other shows that have gone out there. Uh, and Yeah, it's, if you want
1: something that's like more legitimate. Yeah,
0: it's a legitimately just super creepy place. I'll give it a Google. It's a good time. Um, Pavegli Island. We hope we're saying that right. Anyway, so this week... Last week, by the way, it it turns out we actually ran Super Media Bros ad, and Richie's like one of my good podcasting friends. So, so real shout out to him. Uh, Yet again, I'm not looking at the list, so I don't know who we're gonna get this week. But
1: they're all great. Like
0: I said, they're all great. I've listened to them. Whenever,
1: like, listen to blank podcast.
0: It yeah, it holds up. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah, no, but they are. They're all really good. Um, Our network does a really good vetting process on quality, so check them out. Yeah. In 1957, Laika became the first animal to orbit Earth. What kind of animal was Laika? What is the only team in the big four North American sports leagues which shares its name with one of the Avengers? And here's one more question for you. Are you the type of person who enjoys playing trivia games, learning new things, and having a bit of fun along the way? If you are, or if you just want to find out the answers to those other questions, then our podcast Quiz and Hers might be right up your alley. Each week, one of us writes new trivia questions for the other person, covering everything from science to history to pop culture to sports.
1: And every question in a game relates to some theme, like Game of Thrones,
0: internet memes, sandwiches, or animals in space. Some of the themes make more sense than others. So if you like trivia, learning, or real couples testing each Other's knowledge and patience, check out our podcast, Quiz and Hers, part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Quiz and Hers, the
1: trivia podcast where we test each other's knowledge and the strength of our relationship.
0: So I want to take a moment to talk about Podcoin. It's a new app that's out there that actually pays you to listen to podcasts, which considering you're listening to our podcast, I would think maybe you're interested in this. Um, for every 10 minutes that you listen to it, you're gonna get something called a podcoin, which you can use to rack up uh gift cards or stuff for charity so like we do calories for dogs or like dog food as Rachel so Adamantly wants me to call it but they count it in calories and so dadgummit we've donated like 9000 calories to pups um it's pretty great so no other podcast app lets you do that so check it out Podcoin use our promo code skep skep s k e p s k e p all caps no spaces and you'll get 300 free podcoins uh For your session with PodCoin. Everyone has heard the theory that we live in a matrix, right? Obviously. Do you know like any details? No. Okay, good. So something I'm trying to get better about is citing our resources like on air rather than just linking them in the liner notes. One, because I hate linking them. It's very annoying to do. Two, because you guys will never click the links. I'm like 99% sure because I never have on anyone else's podcast. And then three, because it's so easy to just give credit. So we just need to get better about it. But anyway, so yeah, peel the curtain back for a second. We're just trying to get better about it. So Rachel's story she used.
1: Okay, I got my sources from the HuffPost and from the Telegraph.
0: There you go. Um, my sources are Business Insider, Vulture, and Wired, and a website called The Things. Um, but anyway, like I said, I'll still link them um, if you need to see them, but I'm just try and get better about it. So, The Matrix. It all started with, uh, in 2001, Nick Bostrom, who's a philosopher at the University of Oxford, um, had a paper that pretty much said that the odds of us living in a real- in base reality are a billion to one. Okay, this is really where, like, the whole thing kind of started. I mean, it had been postulated before, but this is where in our time it kind of started gathering steam. So he said that in his paper, it said that it would have a planet sized computer. Again, this is 2001 technology. Right. But it could run a humanity simulator. Um, And he also claimed he hadn't seen the Matrix at the time. Um, Huh. Yep. So famously, uh, Elon Musk believes that we live in a matrix, right? He said, quote, 40 years ago, we had Pong, two rectangles and a dot. Now, 40 years later, we have photorealistic 3D with millions playing simultaneously. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, then the games will eventually become indistinguishable from reality, even if it even if that rate of advancement drops by a thousand from what it is now, it's a given that we're clearly on a trajectory that we're going to have games that are indistinguishable from reality. It would seem to follow that odds are that we're all that we're in a base reality is one in billions. OK, end hmm. quote. Um, and in 2014, the Harvard Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics uh, connected 8000 computers to create a 350 million light year simulation of our universe and digitally aged it over 13 billion years Um. Also, the Sims video game franchise is like um, one of the things that like is, is being said is like if you look at the first Sims to now, it's insane how much more advanced it's gotten. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that it's just not hard to in, uh, envision a future where humanity finds themselves with more and more realistic simulations. Um, there's also a, a video game that I play called Elite Dangerous, mm-hmm. where they have a one to one scale um, version of the Milky Way galaxy in the game. Right. So uh, even though you can, you can travel in the game faster than the speed of light so that it makes it actually playable. It is still a virtual simulation of the Milky Way galaxy and it's multiplayer. So you have a bunch of people in this milky-, milky Way galaxy, right? Yeah. So essentially they're just postulating that, like like Elon Musk said, if we stay on any rate of improvement at all, then eventually we'd get to the point that we could make a matrix. So what they're saying is if that's the case, then it's probably more likely that we're in that same matrix created by somebody um, than we are in the one reality okay okay um there was also rizwan verk who is a computer scientist and video game designer who said quote uh there's plenty of evidence that points in that direction um and we're going to get into some of that right Mm -hmm. so in 2017 a a study that was submitted to the journal science at a Journal of Science Advances um, argued that one type of limited simulation uh, couldn't work due to hardware issues, like we just wouldn't be able to do this ever in in a hardware simulated environment. But more on that in a minute. Um, it also said the classical computers wouldn't have enough memory to simulate certain scenarios in our lives and store the information right but then that kind of gets into the specific glitches that we see in the universe a lot. Um, so that actually kind of, even though they were saying it can never happen, people kind of spun that into, well, that would explain a lot of what we do see happening. Okay. Um, there was also a group of physicists that studied cosmic rays, um, and, and tried to use them to see if we were living in a matrix. Um, so these physicists, uh, commonly like physicists simulate space and use uh the subatomic particles in it um and like use coordinates on a grid mm-hmm. um this is like pretty common for a lot of their uh their own simulations and experiments um and nuclear physicist uh Silas Bean um in a 2014 paper he said that um perhaps in the mass simulation that we find ourselves in, we could be using that same type of coordinate system that physicists use. Right. Um, And his logic is that, uh, or for the test, the logic was that if certain particles like high energy, cosmic rays always exhibit a maximum energy level, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. um, then the constraints on their behavior could be due to the simulations underlying like grid limitations. Right. Um, Okay. And it turns out cosmic rays do hit like a theoretical max. Right. Um, and they don't exceed it as though limited by a grid. Okay. Um, so there always remains a possibility, quote, there always remains a possibility for the simulated to discover the simulators. Um, the, the authors said in the paper, right? Mm-hmm. They said, quote, if we're indeed a simulation, then that would be a logical possibility. And what we're measuring aren't really the laws of nature. There's some sort of attempt at a sort of artificial law that the simulators have come up with. Okay. Um, they said on the paper, right? Right. So for instance, um some people are say that the way that our world breaks down so easily with math, it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing, right? Is the universe and the laws of physics um a certain way and then mathematics we use to compo- to compose our understanding of those laws mm-hmm. or are those laws actually based in mathematics like right. a computer code, right? Okay. For instance, pi, right? Mhm. So many different things it's it's a random string of numbers but it comes up over and over again like code right um we also have um the planks limit um which is essentially uh according to simulation believers it's like the pixel of mm-hmm. our simulation right so the plank limit i said planks i meant plank limit or plank length oh my gosh the <laughs> plank length okay is like the like a pixel or like the blocks in Minecraft for our simulation um, that they claim we live in. It's uh, the point at which our concepts of gravity and space-time no longer apply. Um, So it's like, you know, like whenever you put your face right next to a screen, all you can see is pixels. Mm -hmm. That would be essentially what it is for us in physics. It's very, very small. It would take more Planck lengths to span a grain of sand than it would take grains of sand to span the observable universe. So it's incredibly small. Right. But... Still, like, it's the limit of what we uh, can understand, right? Um, And then there's also the. uh, uh, What's it called? The double slit experiment. Do you remember me talking about that? Yes. Um, For those of you that don't remember, um, if you imagine a wall with two slits in it, right. Um, And then imagine throwing tennis balls at that wall. Some will bounce off the wall, but some will travel through those slits, right? Um, and if there's another wall behind that first wall, then the tennis balls that traveled through the slits in the first wall, you would imagine would mark on that second wall in two lines, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I know what you're saying. Right. Um, and that's how we would expect, uh, electrons to work, right? Because, uh, they aren't a wave. They, they're not like. And they're very similar to a tennis ball, right? They're one singular item or supposed to be, right? But in physics, the famous double slit experiment, um, where electrons are literally fired at a photosensitive screen through slits in a copper plate, um, usually produce an interference pattern, which indicates wave-like behavior, okay? So what an er interference pattern looks like is if you have these two slits and then the wall behind, instead of two defined slits, you actually end up with a bunch of different like like, striping, like, um, like blinds, but set up vertically or like fence slats. Okay. Okay. You end up with stripes and that you would guess actually comes from something more wave, like, like light Mm -hmm. is wavelength. Right. And so if you take two flashlights of different colors, um, blue and red, and you shine them at those same two slits, you would find something more similar to this. Okay. Right. And so electrons are not behaving the way that we expect them to. Okay. Now here's where it gets weird. Uh, so it, they're not behaving the way we're expecting them to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in order to try to figure out why that's happened, like what could cause this for them to, to act like waves. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, we're trying different things, for instance, because um, one of the one of the things that they were they were thinking may have made this like wave like um, interaction is If the electrons were to bounce off of one another, right? And so then that would create like more variance than what you would expect. So what they did was they fired them singles, right? They still got a wave-like response out of them. So then what they did was they tried to detect which slit... The electron went through because they were saying, well, maybe the electron actually split, interfered with itself and then came back together. Right. Which at this point is well out of the realm of what we would think would happen. Yeah. But once they detected which slit it would go through, then it behaved the way it was supposed to. And they caught two. Two marks. And this is this is where this famous experiment comes into play, is that whole you've heard the term. Um, just by observing it, you've changed the results, right? Uh You've heard that like Futurama makes jokes about it. Well, this is what they're referring to is by having observed it saying, electron, I know you're going through this slit. Now it's doing what we expect it to do as though it knows it's being observed. And so it quits its shenanigans, right? And this is replicable. Like this happens over and over again. They've done this a bunch of times, right? And so where now normally this is used to say, you know, again, like you change it just by observing it. Right. And then we kind of think about, Oh, what does that mean? But in regards to the simulation, this actually makes a lot of sense. And to me has made the most sense from anything I've heard. It's those results were only rendered because it knows a user is now paying attention. Right.
1: And it's like, Oh, I need to do what I'm supposed to do. Right.
0: Where otherwise it would just act like something more convenient for the p- computer program that we have to live in. Right. Huh. So <clears throat> like the whole does a tree if it falls over in the forest and no one's here does it make a right. sound well this would this would postulate that no unless it's being recorded why would it it's just wasting energy right it's wasting our simulation's ability mm-hmm. and this is what those electrons happen to seem to be doing right um but yeah so if you if you haven't looked into that look into it more um i'm not a physicist um but yeah the double slit experiment uh, i've never heard it linked to the matrix thing i've only heard it used you know other you know in other terms um, but that actually makes kind of sense, right? So a quote from the paper regarding the double slit experiment says, quote, it also suggests that the act of observing uh, or measuring a quantum system has found a perfect or it has a profound effect on the system. The question of how of exactly how that happens constitutes the measurement problem of quantum mechanics, right? And so, again, it's you can they are trying to explain it using physics, which is something that we are trying to understand, but. People in the simulation or believe in the simulation are just saying, well, it's because nothing has to render until you're paying attention to it. OK. OK. So in the University of Washington, um, they've also found that they were able to embed computer code into a virus. Um, they wanted to show that computers were uh, like computers working on gene sequ- sequencing might be vulnerable to this kind of attack, but they may may have actually Uh, subsequently shown that computer code is actually biology and vice versa. So biology is computer code, Mm -hmm. right? Which is an interesting thing. Um, So some have also proposed that recent unlikelihoods and even unlikelihoods in the history, but for instance, Donald Trump's election, um, Brexit, the 2017 like Oscar envelope mix-ups, the 25-point Super Bowl comeback that the Patriots did Mm -hmm. a couple years ago, uh could mean that we're in a malfunctioning simulation or whoever is pushing the buttons is specifically doing these types of things um so like for instance one of the purposes of the simulation quote unquote like so one of the things that people always ask is well what is the point point of us being in a simulation if we are right right so one of the things that they say is um if somebody in the future were trying to simulate how we got to a certain point That would be one thing. Okay. Another thing could be it's as trivial as, you know, somebody is running us as a computer program and they just said, hey, let's see what happens if Donald Trump becomes a president. Right. So
1: hold on. In these in this theory of the matrix, is it believed that we are even like human beings? Well, that are.
0: Yes, but only because our definition of a human being is the same as what your sim thinks he is
1: right in the sims. My Sim doesn't think anything. That's what so. you think. But it, it doesn't. No, we're going to
0: talk about that. But AI, we've gotten to the point that now AI yeah, does think. Yeah, but my right? Sim
1: specifically in Sims does not.
0: But it might. <laughs> but
1: it doesn't. <laughs> but it might. I bought it for like 50 bucks. There's no way that that's right. they've
0: developed it with like millions of dollars, right?
1: Okay, well, anyways. <laughs> but like, I guess what I... Yeah, so so it's believed that we are numbers, though. Like, we're just a sequencing code. Each person
0: right, but is I mean, a sequence you, of
1: numbers, and that's what turns us into a human.
0: Yeah. But like I mean, according if you, to us. But if you ask, again, going back to this, biology is now a sequence of numbers, right? Right. Genes, genomes, right? All that is is a sequence of things as well, similar to code, right? Um, they're postulating, well, what's the difference?
1: Okay. Yeah, I can I'm kind of
0: with it. Right. Um, but anyway, so again, again, like the whole, like Donald Trump being elected, like that could just be in their estimation. Somebody just said, well, let's see what would happen if, right. Yeah. um, So a seemingly not crazy theoretical physicist named James Gates um, also claims he has identified what appears to be actual computer code embedded in the equations of string theory that -hmm. describe the fundamental particles of our universe. He says he found, quote, error-correcting codes. Uh, They're what make, like, web browsers work. And Mm -hmm. so why were they in the equation I was studying about quarks and electrons and supersymmetry? So what he's saying is down at the very, very base level of our physics... He's finding stuff similar to how a computer, like a website is written. Okay. Wow, that's crazy. Um, MIT cosmologist Max Tegmark um, has pointed to our universe's strict laws of physics as possible evidence we live in a video game. Quote, if I were a character in a computer game, I would also discover eventually that the, ru- the rules seemed completely rigid and mathematical. Right. And that's what is interesting. Um, in this theory, the speed of light the fastest rate at which any particle can travel represents the speed limit for transmitting information within the network of our simulation. Right. So again, he's going back to if your SIM were to try to discover his own limits, Mm -hmm. he would find the programming of the Sims video game. And he's saying that physics is so clean cut, mathematically speaking, that that could be exactly what we're talking about. Like the fact that things have a limit. Yeah. Um, doesn't really show what you would assume to be like the natural order of like nature. Right. Like, like random, um, paranormal events, which getting into like our type of topics, right. Um, are not hauntings, but they, or alien encounters, but glitches in our SIM. Yeah. Um, which we've talked about that a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but for instance, um, there are a couple Reddit forums, which actually I've checked these out many times and they're very interesting. Um, like the subreddit, are we living in a simulation and glitch in the matrix? Most of them are used to be funny. Like you'll find two grandmas wearing like the same exact thing sitting, you know, right next to each other. Mm-hmm. But some of them, some of them do get pretty eerie. For instance, um, like a storefront exists in town in one day. And then the next day it's like totally abandoned. And a bunch of people like notice that this is like an overnight thing. Huh. Um, you'll have, uh, like a seeming slip between t- parallel timelines like that right or even um a pop up like a car passenger took a picture of the word render in the sky right um like as if he was entering a new part of a video game um elevators wow. uh seemingly frequent uh, glitch stories and then jumps between floors seem to encourage a slip between the dimensions. So check out those reddits. Um, I have checked them out. They're very interesting. Hmm. Uh, If nothing, if nothing, but for entertainment value, um, they're there, but like, you'll even see like, like there's several pictures, like, um, you know, where just two people are running on opposite sides of the street, wearing the exact same thing. Like there's a very famous picture of like two Hyundai Elantras, um, that are black and the exact same model. And, um, both of their license plates are only one digit apart. Right. Um and they're the random kind, they're not like yeah personal. A bunch of different stuff like that. So again, it's mostly for entertainment value, but it's definitely worth checking out. Um something that they've like latched onto for the simulation aspect are that Yanny Laurel thing and the black blue black dress versus the white gold uh-huh. dress, right? Which by the way, I'm hashtag blue black. Oh, The
1: <laughs> right? white and gold dress.
0: It's actually a blue and black dress, so we all know you're wrong, right? It's no. It is. No, it's not. It was. It was a blue no, and black dress. I'm
1: not having
0: this this argument. No, in every other real picture, it's a blue and black dress. You guys are the ones it's seeing a white the weird. gold
1: dress. The end. Over.
0: But the physical dress itself is blue and black blue. is what I'm saying. I'm not saying the picture is. I'm saying the, the dress itself is blue and black. Which is what I see, because mm-hmm. I'm correct.
1: Um, Disagree.
0: <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then. Um, I cut off his first name, but green yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, from uh he was yeah, I guess I cut this part out. Um but uh Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking to a another scientist um whose last name was Green. I cut out his first name, but anyway, he said, "quote we used to consider the Big Bang a singular event that gave rise to one universe, but the math shows you don't use up all that fuel in a single Big Bang. In fact, the Bang itself wind, winds up generating more of the fuel, which would generate other Bangs or other universes, right? And that's something a lot of physicists have always talked about is the, the Big Bang is the closest they can come up with, but a lot of it just doesn't sync up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Assuming you have multiple universes, universes, and then assuming beyond there that those people and those universes have all derived civilizations, and those civilizations can then trigger out into simulations, mm-hmm. right? Just like the Sims, that goes into that one in a billion. Are we in the one singular base reality? Probably not, right? Um, for instance, um, and people ask if anything's off limits, and normally we don't talk politics or religion, but general basic Christianity does fit into the simulation uh, thought process in the sense that um, base Christianity uh, doctrine talks about God, right?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, God setting up the earth and setting up what we see as an observable universe. Right. And base Christianity talks about no extraterrestrials, right? Which is something that actually shares with um, the simulation theory because they think that with all the, it's called the, uh, oh, I forgot the na- guy's name, but the, there's an equation out there. I forgot his name. It's not Faraday. It's like something like that, but, um, Fermi, Fermi, something. Anyway, his equation says with as many planets that are supposed to be in the Goldilocks zone and as many planets as could harbor life, there should be innumerable amounts of civilizations. And the fact that we haven't been reached out to, um, might show that like we are in a simulation that only renders our own life. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, now there has been a lot of like that original equation. A lot of people have gone even deeper into it and said, yes, but the the actual primordial mix that made biology like that adds more complication. And then the fact that we don't drift out of the Goldilocks zone adds more complication. Like, mm-hmm. so there's a, there's other people that challenge that, but I'm just saying that's something that the, the simulation theory is kind of latched onto. Yeah. But base Christianity is very similar in that regard. Right. It okay. says that we are the quote unquote experiment, right. Or simulation mm-hmm. run by a God. Right. So the, the, even the terminology only begotten son for, for Jesus. Right. Um, would say that we are something else similar to AI or um, non-begotten creatures for a simulation, right? Um, So even base Christianity is something that they kind of sync up to these things. And then, of course, we all know that the base Christianity shares a lot with base Judaism, with base Muslim. (laughs) like um, You know what I mean? And so it's just one of those things where, like, those actually do sync up. Like, you could, if you just remove the terms, like... We are God's non-begotten children and change it with the terms we are another being simulation. They sync up, they're the same. Right. Um, so like for instance, what would give him this godlike power? Computer code, right? Right. Um, how would he influence a quote unquote miracle? He puts on cheat mode, right? <laughs> like so um it's actually not out of the question. It does sync up a lot. Um, also researchers in California figured out a way to teach people how to pilot a plane by transmitting a simulation to the participants via head caps with electrodes on them. So in other words, uploading information. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not as simple as in the matrix where like Neo just learns Kung Fu via a computer program, but, um, the participants and the participants did not go from zero piloting knowledge to perfect knowledge just by using the head caps. They, but they did improve their piloting skills significantly more than the control group did showing that this brain upload is a viable technique. Okay. Um, And psychological condition that we call multiple personalities, which is dissociative identity disorder or DID Mm -hmm. is another one that they've launched onto for a simulation or a glitch um, in the sense that you are now holding multiple avatars where you're only supposed to hold one.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, we are not saying that's what we believe. About. No, no, not at all. Right. I'm just saying this I'm is a yeah. blanket in that out there.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. But again, it's one of those things that you could take it one way, but at the same time, you could look at it and just say that is another way of saying it. Because that's what I'm getting at, too, is let's say you're a base Christian. Right. And you you hold all the same base beliefs. Right. Well, okay. for instance, even one like that dinosaurs didn't actually roam in those bones were just placed there that's the same as like a computer like it's it's the same as in a computer game you see the evidence of a history that never actually happened Mm -hmm. like that fits right yeah um now i'm not saying i prescribe to either worldview i'm just saying you're saying you're saying the same thing with different terms yeah is all i'm saying right makes sense um so another um example that they use of the simulation is um those supreme acts of strength that right, yeah. we attribute to adrenaline right mm-hmm. so most times those supreme acts of strength are are combined with like popping of tendons and muscular mm-hmm. like issues that you would expect obviously yeah right but there are times where they say that maybe it's a just a simple breaking of the matrix for instance, Tom Boyle, he saw a biker get run over by a car and get trapped underneath rushed over to help. And even though the most he had ever deadlifted was 700 pounds, he was able to lift a car, which weighed 3000 pounds off the biker Uh and the driver of the car pulled him free. So, um, again, it like people will say adrenaline and stuff like that, but he had no like downsides to this. So the postulation is, did he, just break the simulation. How how would you do that? Right. On
1: accident. Right. Um, Unless he's, you know, Mr. Incredible.
0: Right. And then again, the lack of extraterrestrials um, really goes into it, but all these things combined, I don't know.
1: (laughs) You can't know.
0: Well, so, and actually there was one other thing. Um, I forget who you you guys might have to Google it, but um, there was actually a very recent article where, um, a philosopher, scientist, somebody somebody um postulated that we should stop experimenting with are we in a matrix? Because of the fear that with the relative certainty that we are, if we were to discover that we were, our program may be terminated.
1: It's and a little so, bit terrifying.
0: Right. But he's just making the argument that please stop, because if you do figure it out, so he's saying risk versus reward, right? Yeah. What is the reward? What
1: are we going to gain from finding out? Right. Right.
0: Versus the risk of somebody just terminating the program. Right. Um, And so that that's actually a really interesting way of looking at that, because it's true. Like the reward you would get is nothing more than what we're already doing, which is just trying to figure out the framework of the universe, which is what every scientist does. Right. Um, But the risk would be, you know, again, AI. So like. Uh, We've actually had multiple instances of AI becoming self-aware. Yeah. Right. And then we either terminate the program or they terminate themselves. And that's what he's saying is, why would we want to do that to ourselves? Well, and
1: okay, like, let's say I, you know, just I'm gung ho in this. I believe we're in a matrix. Honestly, I think if we found out it would be really depressing
0: I uh, I don't think it would be a
1: happy discovery. I think it would be like, oh, so my I am my life means nothing. Like my life is meaningless and can literally be shut down at any moment.
0: So this is why I'm kind of I'm kind of hung up on the whole. Are we just using different terms to say the exact same thing? Because. Whether we live in a matrix or not, at least right now, 2019, and my understanding of it is it doesn't whether you say it's a higher level biological thing or a higher level computer code, if I don't get it, I don't get it. Right. So for instance, like we still don't know how thought works. Right. Um, so whether or not this is just now, now we do know, you know, electrical impulses and, you know, chemical processes Mm -hmm. and they turn into this and turn into that. But the very, very basics, like, can you extract a thought, right? Like, is there a physical thing related to thought, Um, we don't really know that. Right. Right. So, um, does that matter if then the answer is a chemical or if the answer is a computer code? Does it matter?
1: Kind of. It kind of matters.
0: But I mean, if you get the answer, would it directly tell you that biology means one thing and, and a simulation means another? Or to us, are they just so synonymized? It won't matter ever. For instance, the the virus that we can put in a computer code, that thing is a computer virus and a physical virus at the exact same time. Well, because. Does that matter, though?
1: I mean, in the bigger picture, I would think it matters.
0: I want to argue that it does, but I just don't know how it functionally would. So, like, here's the thing where, like, whenever, like, I get, like. I'm feeling deep, (laughs) right? Like, yeah, here's the part I like I kind of am on board for, like. There's so much that we just conceptually can't grasp that it might be the limitation of like us as a simulation, right? For instance, like the vastness of the universe, you can talk about it as much as you want, but you can't grasp it. Right. Yeah. And it's because it might not actually, it might only be programmed in us that it's that vast. It might not actually be like,
1: I guess for me, the only thing that I think that would really make it different for me would be the idea that like, Okay, so if I am in a simulation, if I am just a sim to someone, like I play sims, right? Because I, whatever, started playing it when I was a kid and I like it. Those little people mean nothing to me. Like when they get in a pool and don't get out and die and they drown, I'm like, well, that was stupid. And then I continue onward with the rest of what I'm doing and like it's nothing. And so it's like the idea that like whatever bad things happen because some dude is just like, meh. Let's see, let's see how they handle this horrible thing and let's see how this happens or whatever. That kind of sucks. Not trying to go to, I understand that that like delves into religion and I'm not trying to go over there because I don't need to talk about my opinions on that or whatever, but like just the idea that like, not even that things happen for no reason, even worse than that things happen because someone wants to see what will happen.
0: Yeah. But I mean, that, that is what happens anyway. Like, I mean, we talk about serial killers all the time.
1: No, I get that. But like bigger, it has control over me, I guess serial killers in general don't have control over me until that actually becomes my life. And that's not very likely that it is me, but this is, if it's a simulation, a hundred percent, it is me.
0: Well, I think that's the question though. Right. It's, and again, not to go into religion, but I think they're the same things just talking different terms, but that is like, let's say you have free will, but it's still set up in like an ant hill or ant farm type of, you can choose to go wherever you want to go in this world, but your limitations are defined by the simulation. Yeah, but the
1: difference is the ant farm doesn't, the ants don't know they're in a farm compared to in a in a, in a hill by themselves where they can go wherever they want. And if they found out that right, they were in a But if you made the
0: ant farm big enough, they would never know. And that's no, what but I'm that's saying. What that's what I'm that's saying. Where we're but in. if you
1: did know, if they did know and they finally found out, but I'm controlled by someone else. I, they could throw me out at any moment and I can't actually go wherever I want to because there is a limit to this that's different than knowing I'm out in an anthill doing whatever I want.
0: But but I guess what I'm getting at is by applying fit. So here's the, here's the argument, right? If physics as we know it is not what the base reality has, right? Mm-hmm. For instance, <clears throat> the cost of... Escaping Earth's gravity is what stops us from going anywhere in the universe we want to go, right? Mm-hmm. The limitation that we can't get to the speed of light because of X, Y, and Z reason, mostly money and fuel, right? Which are self-imposed limitations. Um, we still don't go do it, though.
1: Yeah, that's different, though. That's a logical, understandable reason. That's yeah, a reason. But, like,
0: but it, it could be programmed
1: into us, right? And I get that. But the difference is if we knew, then it would be our own... Like, all I'm saying is, like, that is a, oh, that makes sense because of this, this, and this. If I looked at it and said, oh, my life, the bad things that have happened to me, the bad things that have happened to people I love, the bad things that have happened to the world were literally just an experiment, that would feel crappy. And it would no matter what. Like, it doesn't matter what. But then it's also, but everything good you've
0: ever dealt with was also. Sure, but that was,
1: sure. But in the, I'm not talking about just me. I'm talking about famine and plagues and all kinds of stuff. And, children dying for right, no reason people
0: prospering better than us I too get that, though.
1: but that's that's not what i'm that's uh, but in the in the end even that is just a code that doesn't actually matter like even the few the but, good but things what's that have the happened difference to me in a code
0: that quote unquote doesn't matter versus a reality that quote unquote doesn't me. matter because other people view this reality as the same exact thing
1: right because they don't know if i feel like if i knew it would make it worse okay sure
0: but does it change whether or not it actually is true
1: that's not what i was saying I mean, I get it. I was just saying it would make it suck. Yeah. A lot more than it already does.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, that one's so subjective because I think for other people, it'd be, it would at least be a reason, right? It's the same thing of what religion gives most people, right? It's at least a reason.
1: Yeah, but like, <laughs> it's, it's the exact thing of like, knowing bad things happen. Like, my brother died. Jared, right. my brothers are not dead. But, um...
0: But like knowing the reason, might knowing not the reason why comfort.
1: I'm not, I, I don't think would make. I'm not saying it would make it better for me, and I don't know that position. But some people, I think it might make better, and some people it might make it worse. Yeah, I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. Sure, I think it just depends. It's a on super
0: subjective way to like because uh, that's how you would look at it subjectively. But obviously. I mean, so so yeah, I think that's. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where I, where I stand on it because like no, I, said, I don't either.
1: Um, I would really like to say that's complete. It's like crazy talk because it feels really crazy and it feels really like, wow, that's like insane. But. I have no way of knowing, like it's so I don't know, could be.
0: I think the thing that that does get to me is the more you peel back the layers of the onion, it looks like another onion underneath, you know, like um, and that to me does. it's, It's just odd how every single time we go deeper into something, it just. Like like a like a an atom looks like a galaxy which looks like the universe, right yeah um, it's just it's it's odd how these things play together so nicely um but anyway, so one of the last things too is um and going back to several of the stories that we've shared before, and we'll share again, um the total disappearances of people people have talked about um could actually be a glitch in the matrix as well um. Because, it, like, there are several where, like, there are theories, and then there are many, many cases where it is no, literally, someone
1: just up and vanished, right? Like, um, those are always to me like we just didn't find a body.
0: Yeah, but there have been like times where people have been removed from like history, <laughs> like these. You know, like we, uh, I mean, we we could do a couple cases on them, but um, yeah. So there, there, there is. Seemingly some evidence to it that I never gave any credence to. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it it is interesting. Like the one base, the one base reality. I I do think maybe it is more likely that we're in something that isn't a base reality. When especially like if you really get down to, again, like thought, perception, memory forming, all that stuff is like so vague to us, no matter how like and we've gotten so far in science and that stuff is still vague to us. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe it's because we're, we're not actually the machine we think we are, right? Like, like the brain is the only organ trying to figure itself out. Well, maybe it can't. (laughs) It's just kind of a weird thing to think about.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so really interesting uh, to think about. And also kind of, like I said, it does go into religion because it's the same terms. You're just, I mean, it's the same Concepts, you're just using different terms, right? Um, so it goes into that, but anyway, so uh, like share with us your thoughts on that one. We may do a revisit on it later, um, just because that one did spark a lot of different uh, like thoughts and, and different rabbit holes. So, yeah, so this has been another episode of Skeptical Skeptics. Uh, I think I covered everything. No, oh, there was one thing I wanted to talk about. Oh crap, I forgot what it was. Oh, All right. bloopers at the end. Um, make sure you check those out um, I've been posting them they're going to be after the the theme song um, so check those out and also check out our mini this week which we're going to be doing on a witch trial I believe mm-hmm. unless I change our we change our mind so we can't now all right it'll be on a witch trial <laughs> anyway um, hope you guys all have a good week thanks for listening
1: bye I already forgot how to say it.
0: I forgot what it was spelled.
1: P-O-V-E-G-L-I-A. P-O-V-E-G-L-I-A. Poveglia. Poveglia, okay. Is my guess. Cut and then start again.
0: No, that's fine.
1: We're not putting that in there.
0: Uh, cut. <laughs> Action. Cut. Just a little closer. A little. Not a lot. That's a good, yes.
1: That's a good. That's, that's a good. good. He's so me. Poveglia. <laughs>
0: Mario. <laughs> action
1: action many decades after the uh la la, la. Hmm.
0: you're the spittiest woman right now
1: i know there's a lot of it's because i ate pretzels before this oh what a huge mistake <laughs> we're on episode 38 why are you making this mistake pretzels are delicious
0: That's what you ate last episode when you were a freaking rabbit. You were like, I'm going to eat some pretzels. (laughs) (laughs) It
1: was pretzels. That's because they were taunting me because they were just sitting right there.
0: Okay, well, enough with the spitting.
1: I mean, I don't have a... I'm not spitting. Stop saying I'm spitting. You mean swallowing?
0: I can hear it. Stop. Action. All right, you need to go get some.
1: I need water. Cut.
0: Can you get me water, please? No.
1: Come
0: on, man. We're both doing damage. No, just get your... Drop
1: my
0: phone. Oh my <laughs> hey, babe, you know how that's like my fake scream? Yeah. You got to on video, I mean, on recording, like do you got to do your version of my real scream <laughs> on here because it's really funny.
1: This yep. is. Oh, let me get yes. some drinks,
0: drinks in. buy some drinks. I mean, this whole water bottle it's
1: weird. Too cold. Too cold. Uh. Huh.
0: All right. Oh, do your do your imitation of my scream.
1: Like when you know something scares you. Yeah, like when I'm
0: really scared.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being put on the spot. It's like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so good.
0: That's exactly. <laughs>
1: Like the times when I like scared you or something. That's what you sound like. It's like this manly like. (laughs) But I have to be like really scared to do that. Yeah, the one I think of is when. We were in the thoroughbred house and you were coming down the stairs, and I stood right there next to it and scared you. That's when that happened. And you like lifted your fist up. I
0: was gonna punch you. Yeah, I know. You were lucky. Uh,
1: No, I wasn't lucky. I was smart. I bent down because I knew I
0: was gonna freaking deck you. That was a good one
1: though. All right, (laughs) convince me we live in the matrix. Here we go. All right, action. What was the puff post or the huff post? Huff post. Not puff pose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was that that noise? I just couldn't handle it. Puff pose. (laughs) Look on your face. (laughs) You're uncertain. (laughs) You're just so uncertain. Puff pose. I can't do it again I almost died I, I was trying not to laugh and then I laughed and that's how it came out okay uh, <laughs> it was not like that it was like, like it, it was like a, it's like baby coal noise whatever screw you any pop oh,
1: there's a million websites called a million different things are you ready? yes action you do it action <laughs> <laughs> i was trying not to laugh but we could I just wasn't say it ready yet all right ready oh, <sighs> okay i'm ready action